What is my trainer really thinking about during our sessions? What does it take to become a fitness professional? What do group fitness instructors even think about? Let's dive into these questions, confessions, and more. Join me every week for a Talk Tuesday session where we will uncover confessions of fitness professionals. Welcome to this week's installment of Confessions of a Fitness Professional. I'm your fit pro, Andra Anderson, and we're gonna dive into recovery and wellness. So confession, fitness professionals are great, great at preaching, adding, encouraging you to take fitness breaks, to take rest days, to prioritize your rest and wellness and recovery over everything else. But fitness professionals, fitness instructors, group fitness pros, we are not the best at taking breaks. We are not the best at prioritizing our own wellness. In fact, early, even, oh my gosh, even, I'm not gonna lie, even this past week, I taught three classes in one day. I was, I was set for a um, contracted class and then I had two private group classes and they all just happened to fall on the same day. But there was a point in my 15 year fitness career where I taught, this is gonna sound awful, but like 20 classes a week. And during the height of COVID, I would teach three, four times a day. Sometimes it would be group classes, sometimes I'd be filming something, sometimes it would be personal training, something like that, but really just trying to meet the demands of that particular time. And I, I will say, early on in my fitness career, a lot of that, a lot of doing lots of classes was really fueled by ego. Um, not ashamed to admit that. And I think a lot of fitness professionals that are just starting out would probably say the same thing. You're, you're starting out, you want to try to make an impression. You want people to have you and your name at the top of their mind. So you want to try to be absolutely everywhere that you can be. And the truth is it's hard and it's doable, but it's, it definitely takes a toll on your body. So thinking about this idea of recovery and wellness, I wanna focus on those topics. Like I said, we are super great at telling you how to do it, but not great at doing it ourselves. And I will say, if you are watching this or listening to this, you'll see it's a different background. I'm here on on location in Chicago. We are taking a little bit of a, a week break. Actually, my husband has a uh, conference that he's in Chicago for. So I decided to tag along and turn this into a rest and recovery R&R week for myself. And you might hear some sounds of the city that's just, that comes with it. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to find a good quiet spot to to do this, but you know, unfortunately you might hear some, you're, you'll hear some city sounds for sure. So on that topic, again, I decided this week to make it a rest and recovery week and I'm excited about that, but also was kind of nervous going into it because it meant that I was leaving for a week, some of my contracted classes, I was leaving some other opportunities. So I had a couple of requests for private group classes for this week that I wasn't able to fulfill because I'm here. But I think you have to sort of weigh 
those pros and cons with those missed opportunities because you'll get other opportunities and the right ones will come along. But why are we so dang bad? Why are we so dang bad as fitness professionals at prioritizing our own rest and recovery? I'll start with this. Like I was saying, one, ego. You wanna be everywhere. You wanna be everything to everyone. You want to be the person that people go to. And yeah, for sure, when I first started my fitness career and even maybe not even that long ago, I wanted that. I wanted to be the person that was that people came to when they wanted to do a fitness group session or a private group session. I wanted to be the best instructor possible, the best in my area, um, all of those different things. I wanted to be the one that people thought of and I wanted to book all the gigs and all the jobs. And that's great. And I, you know, no, not knocking any fitness professional that that's doing that, especially those who are doing it as their full-time career, you're, you're constantly hustling. You're constantly hustling because there is no real guarantee. I mean, there might be some fitness pros who have taught the same class for like years and years and years, but the reality of that is you have a life too. So you're probably not teaching the same class for like 10 years straight. And if you are, I can help you. Let's talk. <laughs> I can totally help you with that. So I think ego fuels a lot of it. I think also uncertainty where you might not be able to book a gig that's longer than a few weeks or a few sessions. And if something comes along that's like six months or whatever, you just want to jump on it. You want to try to grab every single opportunity that comes your way. But at what cost? So maybe you've experienced this when you run yourself too hard when you go too fast or when you go from zero to 60 like all of a sudden you think i'm gonna run i'm gonna run a half marathon and you just start running by doing five miles even though you've never run before right that's, that's probably not gonna end up the best you're gonna be really really sore you might even injure yourself so how do we prioritize wellness and recovery when we have those big goals I know Ace Fitness, uh, I've seen like Nike pros, all of the biggest and best pros that have done a lot of research really recommend one to two rest days a week. And I know, and again, this is ego, when I was at my height of running races, running half marathons all the time, 10 milers, 10Ks, 5Ks, I wanted to run every day. I was like, no, if I stop, I will diminish my ability to do this. But in fact, when you stop, you're allowing your body to process what you're doing, you're allowing it to recover, you're allowing it to rebuild. So oftentimes, not always, I don't wanna generalize, but oftentimes if you see somebody who is a runner and runs every single day, they probably have some pretty serious injuries. They might be trying to walk them off, they might not be getting any kind of treatment for it, but putting that amount of impact on your body every single day is gonna have some lasting effects eventually. So how do we do it? How do we have have these big goals and aim really high, but also really try to recover and rest? I'm, I'm a little bit grateful for COVID. I mean, again, at the very high, at the very beginning of COVID, I was trying to be everything for everyone in all places, teaching like 20 classes a week, doing live classes, doing free classes, filming all kinds of things. Oh my gosh, it was so hectic. But then when I took a moment to kind of step back, I realized, okay, me not teaching every single day, the world's not gonna end. I'm still gonna get teaching gigs. I'm still gonna be able to move my body. Yeah, I mean, if you take, you know, months and months and months of a break, you're gonna have to take it slow to get back to the level 
that you would like to be, you know, for your endurance, for your stamina, for your strength, taking time off will, will show some diminishing returns, but not taking any time off might speed up that process even more where you are constantly working through pain, working through injuries, working through things, and you don't realize how much it hurts or how bad it is until that very second that you stop or you're forced to stop. And I see that a lot in fitness professionals. I see go, 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 injury out of the game a lot. Or injury, have to refocus and rethink about what I would like to do or how I'd like to prioritize myself over the offerings that I'm able to give. I see that far too much in, in fitness professionals. And I, I've been connected to a lot over the last almost two decades of fitness professionals who just go too hard, end up having to get surgeries on their back or their knees or you know feet, a lot of, a lot of those areas, hips, feet, knees, back, ankles, all of those things. And it's sad and I, I wanna see people being able to offer what they would like and have and live the fitness journeys that they would like to have and still continue to help people. And I don't wanna be part of that especially as we age and our bodies demand different things from us and our ener energy, endurance, stamina kind of change with diminishing hormones and just different needs overall, we have to reprioritize and we have to think more strategically about what we're able to offer. So I went into that with eyes open, especially after COVID and realizing like my, my fitness career would not end if I took a day off. <laughs> and surprise, it didn't. Actually taking a couple days off and restructuring what I was offering allowed me to have the energy to do more private classes and the things that honestly pay a little more. So that's been really rewarding in, in more ways than one. And had I not stepped back, I can't even think about what, what would be happening with, with my body or my interest. I think I see that too. I see some people, especially with Zumba instructors, not to like hate on Zumba, not hating on Zumba. I no longer teach it, but I saw a lot of Zumba instructors. There was such a high demand and people were teaching it every single day. And then they would lose interest in teaching it because it became this like chore that you had to go do instead of something fun and all of the things that, that brought you to it in the beginning. I mean, I think that could be true of any, any interest. It doesn't have to be fitness related at all. But I think if you are constantly doing something constantly and then it's like, you start changing your attitude about it, like oh, I have to go do this instead of I get to go do this, then it's time to really take a step back. So with that in mind, I have, I have kind of some recommendations, especially for fitness professionals, but if you're not a fitness professional and, and hanging in there listening to this and you are you know, looking for some re-energize, some rejuvenation, something to help keep moving you forward toward the thing that you are interested in, I think this could apply to you too. So the first one is to kind of sit down and figure out your overall goals. What kind of fitness professional 
do you want to be? Do you want to be the known as like the yoga person? Do you want to be known as the high energy person? Do you want to have four classes a week? Do you want to have um, a steady influx of clients? What is it that you really want? Because I think a lot of people get into the fitness profession without really an idea of where it will go, uh, mostly because we come into it inexperienced. We have no idea what to expect. We have no idea if people will even like us. We have no idea if our person will mesh with, with what's being offered at whatever gym or establishment wherever we're teaching. So I think being really clear and concise on your goals is going to be a good way to go. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is to sort of plan out your week and take out one or two days. Give yourself time. Give yourself time. And the reason you need to do that is because you need a break to breathe, you need a break to recalibrate, you need time to fuel the rest of the workouts. You need time to be creative. If you're constantly go, 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 eventually you won't have time to train. You won't have time to think of new ideas. You won't have time to learn new tracks or choreo or add, incorporate new music. Your stuff will kind of start to become stale. It, it will, it just will, no matter how amazing you are, no matter how good you are at your craft, you're going to become stale if you don't take a break. You're not going to be learning anything new. There's, especially in the fitness world, oh my gosh, there's just new research, new methods, new modalities all the time. And if you're constantly grinding, you're constantly teaching, you don't have time to step back and learn all of those new techniques that could enhance the work that you're doing. So start with that goal and then look at your week and cross out at least one day. If you are at the moment now where you're hustling and this is just terrifying you, the idea of stepping back, do one day. Start with one day and then I promise it starts to become easier. I also sat down and kind of prioritized what I like teaching and what I would like to learn next. So right now in my world, I was like, okay, I have all of these different certifications. I'm able to do all of these different things. What, what don't I like? What do I love? What, when I read it or when I think about it, what class just brings me the most joy? And look, even if you hold all kinds of certifications, you don't have to teach every single thing, every single week or day or month or whatever, I've let certifications lapse before I've kind of had lots of energy toward one particular thing. Like uh, I taught pound for a while and then kind of got over it. And that that's just me, not that it's something to get over. It's great. It just wasn't, it wasn't for me at the moment and it didn't suit what I wanted to teach or what I wanted to do next. And you kind of have maybe ebbs and flows of what you're interested in. So for example, right now, I'm really excited about high fitness. I really like bar. Those things are giving me energy. And I, I, I like having at least one yoga class a week that I'm teaching, mostly because yoga is like my number one requested private group class. So I like to just sort of make sure I'm staying with it, that I don't become you know, too far away from it. What I'd like to lean more into is Pilates. I want to build, rebuild my own practice. I wanna offer it. I wanna do uh, maybe private sessions. I wanna do more group sessions. That's like my next thing that I want to work on. So that sort of goes along line with your goals, but really hone in on what you're offering, what your package offering is, and see if there's anything that you can delete and see if there's anything that might excite you a next step. 
because having that next step is going to give you energy and going to give you that push forward. But now we want to reel it back, right? We've already looked at our schedule and we've taken one day at least, one day where you're not teaching. Two would be great. Two would be awesome. I've had times in the last couple of years where I've had three days off or four days off. I took like a whole season off almost. I was teaching sort of sporadically or just sort of offering like um, kind of on demand or group classes, like group challenges, things like that. I <laughs> it was a really great chance to sort of just catch my breath, enjoy the season that was happening, and start sort of fantasizing or building the next steps, what would happen, what would happen next. My best thing for recovery is booking sessions that have end dates. I love teaching seasons of fitness. So I have recently started offering classes at the local Y, which I'm a little like excited, but also nervous about because when I get into those environments, I just keep going, 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 and usually have a hard time taking a break, but I'm taking it one month at a time. I'm planning out one month's worth of classes, seeing how I feel, recalibrating, and then going again. So. I have a really hard time teaching. The thought of teaching a class every single day for like a year sort of just freaks me out. I got into sort of a bad habit, a bad pattern of doing those things and always being available. And that really screws with your mind, really screws with your mind, especially if you feel like you cannot take a break, which is silly. Everybody gets to take a break. Everybody is allowed to take a break. You are allowed, you are allowed, you are allowed. I will scream that from the rooftops. But I looked at seasonal approach. So I started booking gigs that had a start and an end date, which is amazing. Maybe not the best if you're looking to build a following or you're looking to build a consistent class style. But at this stage of my fitness career, this is just what's working best for me, being able to offer like a 15 week session of this particular class and then a break. And then maybe we'll come back in the fall or I like to offer specialty events like once a month. It, you can kind of get into this like aggressive, like, ooh, it, this went really well, let's do it every single week. But then I feel like it becomes a chore, you're not maximizing your own recovery, your own potential, you're sort of making it feel stale. Um, I'll do specialty goat yoga classes, we've just scheduled like three or four of them, boom three or four, super fun. You'll have all this really fun, exciting energy into it and you're not overdoing it. You're not making it seem like it's a chore to yourself. You are resting in between. I think that's a really great approach. So those are kind of the tips and tools that I use for my own recovery. I, I've decided, so we're, you know, we're traveling this week and this week is sort of my rest and recovery week. Um, I think that might be a little too much, I although I am trying some new things this week. So like today, for example, I did cryotherapy. Huh, never tried that before. That was really awesome. I think that might be a topic. Maybe I'll talk about all of the things that I tried this week on next week's episode. Um, I also did infrared sauna. I booked a float tank. I So I'm real excited to try all these like hyper recovery methods and restore methods. I think there's something to those things, but I just took an approach of this week is like, all right, this is a chance to sort of let my body calm down, really focus on my own wellness and not feel guilty, not feel guilty about leaving classes behind, um, even though I did. I have a few classes that I was going to teach this week and just decided, you know what, 
we're gonna take a little spring break because you can, why not? Why not? And it's okay, like I said, it's okay to take a break. You're allowed. You're allowed to take a break and come back into something fully replenished, rejuvenated, or maybe sometimes after taking a break from something that you love or a particular class or a format, you might think that, dang, I didn't really miss that. And that's an opportunity to have an honest conversation with yourself to decide, do I want to continue offering this? Do I want to pivot? Oh, I said the pivot word I meant to, I told myself I would never say that word again post COVID, but here we are. Uh, but really, do you wanna reprioritize and teach something else or put your energy towards something else? Because especially as somebody who offers a service or, or a selection of services to other people, you have to love and believe in what you're doing. And otherwise, the people that come, your clients, your, your, your students, your pupils, whatever it is, they're not gonna get excited about it if you don't. And if you are just constantly hustling and constantly chugging away and pushing, pushing, pushing without really a light at the end of the tunnel, it's not gonna be fun for you at a certain point. You, you could probably sustain it for, for a pretty long time, but it will eventually catch up to you. And I've learned that the hard way with, a, with several things. And now I kind of have this mechanism where I can kind of catch myself being like, oh, I have to go to that, where it's like, okay, I want to go to that. Luckily right now, I'm in a pretty, I found a pretty steady space, and I'm, I'm only saying yes to the things that I want to say yes to, which is a great place to be in, and I recognize that it took a long time to get there. I, you know, I'm entering 15 years of a fitness profession, so at first you sort of just wanna take everything and do every opportunity and say yes to everything because you're afraid that it's not gonna come back around, and. I'll tell you, it comes back around. It sure does. It sure does. So this is your this is your notice to take a break, to take a little time for yourself to really prioritize your own wellness and recovery, whether that is sort of stepping back from, from teaching gigs or stepping back from the thing that you're spending so much time on, whether that's trying something new, whether that's really just honing in on your own like sleep, your own um, daily rituals, making sure that you're getting, you know, 10,000 steps a day, or you're getting eight cups of water or whatever it is that makes you feel like a human being. So this is your sign to do those things. And this is your permission. This is your permission to do those things. So thank you for joining me for this week's confession. And next week I will dive into all of the fun, restorative practices that I've learned this week. So until then, Take care of yourself. <laughs> Bye.